This is Paul from New York, and you're listening to the ChristCast 2020. That's right. This is not a test. It's the real thing. It's the ChristCast 2020. My name is Jason Dyson alongside Kiki Culpepper. Two generations with one mission. We want to thank you all so much for listening. Today we're yeah. talking about the Apostle Paul. If you want to understand the New Testament, Just the man itself. yes, and really understand the New Testament, you've got to get to know the most one of the most unlikely biblical heroes you will yeah. ever come across. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. But first, we want to remind everybody about our homecoming is coming up this not this week, but the next following week. It's going to be at yep. Wildcat Field at 7.30. Please show up because the more people that we have there, the more hype it's going to be, yes. and it's going to be really fun. And if you're a Christian Academy Wildcat football fan, you do not want to miss the show next week because we're going to play the catch. Yes, <laughs> one of the greatest moments in New Braunfels football history, Friday Night Lights style, and there's only one reason that, that was play. Freshman year. Your freshman year. And uh, now look at you, the president of the student body, all grown up now. I have now. to deal yes. with it now. <laughs> yes, she's in charge of it, folks, and a fine job she's doing. But the only reason that that catch and that broadcast is captured for all time is because of this show and it is it's really fun to listen to those last few seconds um brayson catching that ball in the end zone at the last second Uh, literally hail mary that was answered so um as we said last week it's not too soon believe it the weather's going to change next week before you know it it's going to be time for the keep christ in christmas concert which is going to be december 8th at 5 p.m at the brontex remember it is free admission you can just show up listen to some music and go home thinking about jesus they do ask for a door offering but you don't have to it's just just one of those things. They yeah. don't make any money off of it. Yeah, that was last year when I met that family at the New York Pizza Pub, and they knew that we had been there, and they they gave me a hundred bucks, and I was like, wow, wow, hundred dollars. And I realized, no, it's only fifty dollars because I've got to give. I shouldn't have told you. Uh, Sure. Yes, yes. Um, Hey, last week we talked about this. I had to listen back because I couldn't think of the word. I typically only listen back before I post this show. But Kiki, you used a word, and it's true. You talked about... Backlash we've gotten. This is our fifth year year. doing the show. And we haven't gotten a lot of backlash. But in this past year, we've gotten more and more and more. And, And it's important to note... The backlash has not come from atheists or agnostics or left-handed Buddhists or anything like that. The the primary backlash has come from other Christians, which is instructive yeah. in itself. Like that, I have a pastor you know who said, we can't share your show on our social media site because we don't want to blur the message of our church. And I thought... Hmm. Hmm. Is our message any different? Because if our message is different than your we're, message, we're going book by book. book, book of the yeah, Bible. there's really nothing so to mess up there. Exactly something. right. We're not trying to convince people that you. Maybe if disciples. you listen to the show, you would know it's accurate. Yeah, it's not. Well, we, I mean, it's accurate, and I didn't. I never understood that. What message? So anyway, churches are churches, and people have their ways of doing things, and I get that. Um, but speaking of backlash, the Apostle Paul is literally going to get his back lashed, as we're mm. going to find out <laughs> later in the show. But this amazing guy in 17 years. You're 17 years old. Yes. In so seven, Paul's, yeah. Paul's much more successful yeah. than I am Well, at we'll this see. Point. But in 17 years. 
Paul writes over half of the New Testament, which is 13 books long, and yeah. he did it all like within a 10-year time span yeah. of meeting Jesus. Yeah, it's it's fascinating thing, and there are some biblical scholars who think he was actually present um, at the crucifixion of Jesus and might have seen him during that time because he was kind of being groomed to be part of the Sanhedrin. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about his life and the amazing transformation that God did for him and can do for anybody, really. Yep. And we're going to do it all right after this. This is Jason Dias. I was baptized at the Laredo Air Force Base Chapel in 1968, and I am born again. This is Kiki Culpepper, and I was baptized at Christ Presbyterian in 2002. I am born again. Two generations. One mission. Yes, that's right. I was baptized like 500 years before Kiki. Yes, I remember. I remember Joey Henderson when he found out I was born in 1967. Said, "Wasn't that right after World War II?" I was like, "No, it was not right after World War II." Joey. History buff. Um, hey, folks. Join me around 34 AD in the holy city of Jerusalem. The disciple Peter is brought before the Sanhedrin, which is like the Jewish Supreme Court, because he had healed a crippled man and done so in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Jewish leaders were like, you're not allowed to to do that. That's right. And so they were actually debating his punishment. In that room, a young man named Saul, who was very likely... Probably hoping that they were going to take this guy outside and stone him. Um, Saul, who would later change his name to Paul, would become one of the most important people, not just in the Bible, but in the history of the world. Because without him, we wouldn't have a quarter of the Bible. No, uh, we wouldn't be celebrating Christmas in the Western Hemisphere were it not for the Apostle Paul and guys like him. Like I say, people think he might have known Jesus. They were born around the same time. Who Saul knows? is born. You never know. Uh, Jerusalem wasn't a big place. Saul was born in Tarsus in um, Cilicia around AD 15 Anno Domine in a <laughs> province in the southeastern corner of what is now modern-day Tursos, Turkey. Of the 12 tribes of Israel, his family was the tribe of Benjamin, and his parents were pretty strict Jewish nationalists, or Pharisees, as a lot of people know them by now. So he was like forced into the religion almost. He was born into the very extreme part of the Jewish faith. Saul would have been taught from an early age not only to distrust, but yes, to even despise the Gentiles. Like worst enemy, worst high school (laughs) rival. Exactly. Much worse. Yes, much worse than the worst bowl, for sure. Saul and his family are Roman citizens, so you know he's he's a smart dude, but would have regarded Jerusalem as the one holy true city on earth. Like, he knew Jerusalem was the true place of worship. And, you know, you were here. I called my mom right before the show to make sure that I was born in 1960. Yes. I was actually hoping it was a little later than that, so I could at least say it was only... Yeah, I had to double check. Uh, 50 years ago, 51 years ago when that happened. Um, but the influence of our parents cannot be understated. A lot of times, young people... I'm a Christian because of my parents. I yeah. love the Boston Red Sox because of my um. parents. We get so many influences from our yeah. parents, and you can imagine Paul, at the time Saul, being Saul. told by his parents, hey, there's only one true God, and it's only one true faith, and it's the Jewish way of doing things. And everything else is wrong, and 
that would be engraved into his head till he was in yes, his like twenties uh, or thirties. Absolutely. As he's growing up, he gets to learn a trade, and so he learns to be a tent maker of all things. <laughs> yes, actually, and you know, because you have goats on your yeah. property, um, there's a special kind of goat in that part of Turkey, and the hide of that goat makes great tents. So it made sense that he would do that at the tender you age. Wanted of, to get money. Yeah, we, we all need a job. Money. And you know, kids started working young when they were at that age. Yeah, at age kids thirteen, don't, kids yeah. don't have to start working till no, like sixteen. Considered an adult around 13 or 14, and at age 13, he's sent to be taught by Gamiel, who is one of the greatest teachers of the Jewish law, so even more engraving in his mind. Yep. Custom, customers and the laws of Moses. So he knew a yeah. lot of stuff. He was a smart kid. Yeah, much smarter than me because I mis- I misspelled customs in customers. <laughs> I meant customs of the laws in Moses. But still, but, customers coming in. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, this is like getting sent to learn basketball from LeBron James. I mean, Gamiel yeah. is the guy. And uh, onwards, Saul would become a lawyer. And he was very likely on track to be a member of the Sanhedrin, which is? The 71 members of the Jewish Supreme Court, which we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. that he would later have to face. Yes, yeah, it's like I said, this guy's being groomed for one of the top spots in the organization. Now later, the first Christian martyr, Stephen, is stoned to death for proclaiming Jesus as the rightful Messiah. And guess who's there? Saul is the one who holds the garment of the men doing the stoning. He was just, he's like, I don't want to be involved, but I want to watch. Yeah, yeah he might have wanted. He, I was thinking he might have said, oh, God, why do I have to hold these garments? I want to get in on the action. And so after yeah. that, um, he didn't feel bad about it. He actually asked the Sanhedrin for permission to start rounding up Christians. At the time, it was called The Way because uh, he's not happy with these guys. And what does he want to do? So that they can be imprisoned or even put to death. No. He saw one thing and he was like, oh yeah, I want to do this that. This works, yep. He, um, he wanted to bandwagon so yes. quickly. Saul's not just skeptical of the claims of Peter and other Christians about the risen Christ. He doesn't just want to shut down the Christian church, he wants to. He wants to completely get rid of the religion as a whole, so yes. he has to kill all the members, kill all the followers, mm-hmm. and he's like, I am willing to do that to get rid of this and, false religion. And let's quotes. get rid of it right now, you know, 34 AD, this is just a year after Jesus was put to death and rose from the dead, and so let's talk about what is the big idea in getting to know the Apostle Paul, Saul who comes Paul. First of all, is God can transform anyone. Anyone, because he was the most cruel and mean person that you could possibly think of. He was he was killing Christians for his yep. job. He was, he was, and he was enjoying it by all accounts. Yeah. And we had the quote last week when we did the book of Acts about the meeting with Jesus on the road to Damascus, and he is transformed. And, you know, it's been a hard lesson for me to learn. You know, I have some very hard feelings about certain groups of people yes. in the world. And in studying the Apostle Paul, I've come to the realization that, yes, even those people with whom I have so many hard feelings because of their differences in faith and religion and approach to our Western way of doing things, our Judeo-Christian way of doing things, that with prayer and grace and knowledge, they can be transformed just like the Apostle Paul. They really can. Then the second point we have is we all have the ability to spread the gospel and we have better gear to do it with as yes, you're as listening evidence, to it. Yes, uh, you know, this show was heard in 27 countries last week. Because Paul had to walk Dude everywhere. Dude had to walk everywhere. Like we said everywhere. last week, a handful of guys in flip-flops go out there yeah. and literally change the world. 
From 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about what it cost him to start spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. He says, five times I received at the hands of the Jews, his former friends, by the way, 40 lashes less one, which I guess he could have said 39. Three times I was beaten. It sounds more dramatic. It does sound more dramatic. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned and three times I was shipwrecked and I have spent night and a day adrift at sea. He's been through some tough stuff. Yeah, you were on a boat this summer. You can imagine being out there in the ocean. I love it though. Yes, well you had GPS and stuff. This guy uh, did not. When we talk about the missionary, and I encourage people, I always say this, get a good archaeological Bible and look at the three missionary um, uh, travels of the Apostle Paul. And it is amazing to cover that kind of ground basically by walking and in boats that did not have GPS or power for that matter. Yeah, and then from 2 Timothy. I love this. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also those who have loved his appearing, the appearance of Jesus Christ. I love that. I hope when we're finished here, as we're sprinting to the finish, all 66 books of the Bible, five years of shows, over 120 episodes, I feel like we finished the race. When we hit Revelation... I feel like we'll do pretty well. Yes, yes. A little hiccup uh, here and there with the technology. Yeah. And, you know, we say we have better gear, but folks will not know this. We used to do the show from the Christian Academy where there's kind of a dead zone for cell signal. That whole school yes, that area whole, Yes. Remember we would zone. do this show with my phone inside a glass because I heard online. You, <laughs> yeah, you saw one article online. You're like, oh, this should work. Oh, this will fix everything. Yes. Uh, Paul's end comes in, uh, in Rome, we think between 64 and 67 A.D. in the eternal city of Rome. The early church tradition says he was buried outside the city walls of Rome because he was not... They didn't want him inside the walls, no. He wasn't a respected man at that point. Not at that point. It's interesting, the second largest basilica in Rome, which I've been to, is called St. Paul's Outside the Wall in Rome, and early church tradition held that that was the burial spot of Paul. Then in 2002, an excavation in Rome, a tomb was found bearing the inscription, Paulo Apostolo Mark which means Apostle Paul, the martyr. So guess what? That's exactly where he was. They did some good research on that then. Yes, they did do some good research. The Vatican was actually in the process of doing this big millennial thing. They never showed off the the sarcophagus, but you can actually go there now and see the tomb. And like most things in the Bible, it holds up to every bit of historical, archaeological scrutiny. Every time we see something in the Bible, isn't it amazing how it's almost always... Right on the nose. Right on the nose. Hey, this is Jason. Before we post the show, I want to send out our legitimate thoughts and prayers. We don't send prayer icons. We're going to say real prayers for our brothers and sisters up in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Um, Pastor Al Henderson, who had been a pastor at St. Paul Lutheran there since 1999, was killed in an assault, a senseless attack outside his own church um, by a guy that had some troubles with the law who's now been arrested and By a singular coincidence, I was going to contact Pastor Garrett Casper, who's up in Remsen, Iowa, and say, hey, do you know somebody from a St. Paul church that we might get to do an intro or a bump? And that's how I became aware of this unfortunate story. I also want to thank Pastor Dale Bynum, who stopped by to watch us do this show today. Kiki likes to meet new people and really up our game when we have people watching the show. So thank you, Pastor Bynum. Hey, my name is Jason Dyes alongside Kiki Culpepper. You've been listening to the Christcast 2020 and to God be the glory. No practice runs in life.
Yeah.